The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Bavakama daf Lamid Vav, and we are at the two dots, about eight lines from the bottom of daf Lamid Hayamid Beis. So, yesterday we learned the Mishnah on daf Lamid Hayamid Aleph. The Mishnah discussed a shor that was Mazak Ashar, or there's a suffix that perhaps a shor was Mazak Ashar. Suffolk Nezakin, the halacha is treated like a regular Suffolk Momoin, Hamoitzi Mechaveri Olivaraya. And the Mishnah told us this halacha six different ways, in six different cases. The first was a shar, shar, a shar was chasing another shar. We didn't see any impact between the two shvarim, but what we did see is that the shard that was being chased is lying on the ground. It was clearly damaged. The suffolk is, was the shard that was chasing this shard mazikid, and as a result, the owner of the shard that was the roidev would be responsible for the damage that took place, or perhaps, like the mazik is arguing, maybe it just got hit on a rock. We spoke out yesterday. At the very least, it'd be a grama, a grama bin azokin. Rashi said that it didn't hit a rock while it was running, but the mazik is arguing that the hezek that happened to this shard is totally unrelated to the redifa, Rashi Lashitasai, because Stam Mishnah's Rameir, who's done Dida de Garmi, who holds grama bin azokin, would in fact be chai. But either way, the first case was very simple, where we have reason to believe that maybe Ruven Shar was mazik Shimon Shar, but we don't have proof. As a result, it's a suffix. What's talocha? Shimon cannot collect money from Ruvain. He can't get chatzin nezik. He can't get nezik sholim unless he's going to have a raya, unless he's going to have proof. What if two shvarim were chasing one shar? So then it depends. If the two shvarim belong to two different people, and we have a suffix, did Ruvain shar damage Levi's shar or did Shimon shar damage Levi's shar? Again, it's a suffolk. And even though we know for sure that Levi's shar was damaged by one of these two shvarim, but being that Levi can't prove whether it was Ruvain shar or Shimon shar, he can't collect from Ruvain, he can't collect from Shimon. If, however, the two shvarim that were chasing Levi's shar belong to the same person, so then the halach is that of shach, Levi would be able to collect. What if the two shvarim belonged to the same person. One was a gadol, one was a katan. The nizik is arguing that it's the larger shar that was mazik my shar. The mazik is saying that it was a smaller one. Why would that be significant? Because we were talking about a shar tam, as the Gemara is going to say, and a shar tam is mishalom igufoy. So you don't, you're not guaranteed your chatzin nizik. You're only going to get your chatzin nizik to the extent that there's value in the shar of mazik. The Nizik is claiming that it was a very big shar that was Mazik. As a result, this certainly is Chatzin Nezik Migufay. Then Mazik is saying that. Again, it's going to be the same halacha. What if one person's two shvarim were chasing Levi shar? One of them was Mazik, but one was a tam, one was a mu'ud. The Nizik said it was the mu'ud. I want Nezik Shalim. The Mazik said it was a tam. I'm only giving you Chatzin Nezik. Again, it's a suffix. The halacha is going to be. What if there were two shvarim that were chasing Two shvarim. Ruven had two shvarim. And they were chasing Shimon's two shvarim. One was a gadol and one was a katan. Or one was a tam and one was a muid. The nizik is saying that it was the gadol that was mazik the gadol. Or it was the muid that was mazik the gadol. It's like this. If it was the gadol that was mazik the gadol, even if the gadol was a shartam, at least he's guaranteed that he's going to get his chatzin nezik megufoy. Or... If one was a tam, one was a mood, he's saying, I want it to have been the mood. That's what he's arguing, because like this, he'll get Nezek Sholem on the Shar HaGadol. He'll take Chatzin Nezek on the Shar HaKatan. Financially, that's going to work out better for him. So that 
was the fifth and the sixth case of the Mishnah. The bottom line is a whole bunch of different variations of Suffolk. The rule is Suffolk Nezakin is an ordinary Suffolk moment. Hamoitzi mechaveri olavaraya. Says the Gemara. Gufa. Amar Rabbah Nosen. Rabbi Bar Nassim said, Tanechitin, Vaidalai Sairin Potter. If Ruben goes like to Shimon and Ruben says, You owe me a hundred dollars worth of chitin. And Shimon says, I don't owe you chitin, however, I owe you Sairin. So the Allah is Potter. Says the Gemara, Michael Mashmo, what's the Chiddush of Rabbi Bar Nassim? Tanina, it's a Mufurisha Braisa. Tanechitin, Vaidalai Sairin Potter. Says the Gemara, Yimei Hassam, had I only had that price, I mean, I would have thought Potter with Mechitin. That when we say Potter, it means that he has no Chiyuv at all. To pay chitin. Now, that's poshit. If someone goes over to you and says, you owe me chitin, and you say, no, I don't, there is no chiyuv. So where would it ever be noigeya because someone was teveya chitin that the nitva should perhaps have to pay chitin? It would be noigeya if he was a moide b'miktsas. Moide b'miktsas hat taina, the halach is yishava, yes, the swear, the shvur de raisa, the shvur moide b'miktsas. So, had I only had the b'risa, I would have thought that if Ruvain's teveya shimin, $100 worth of chitin, v'hoideloi de sa'irin, $50 worth of sa'irin, I would have thought you pay shvos moideba mixas. That's the b'risa potter, being that the hoido was not made min hataina, he's talking about chitin, he's talking about sa'irin. It's for that reason, potter on the taina of chitin. You're going to be potter from swearing moideba mixas. However, chayabit me sa'irin, being that I was moideba that I owe you sa'irin, it's a regular hoidoz, valdin kamei eidun, there's no reason I shouldn't have to pay you, sir. Kamash Malon, that was Rabbi Barnosan's Chiddush, then not only am I potter on the taino of the teveya of chitin, but even my hoidah of sa'irin, even that's not a regular hoidah spadin, and I'm going to be potter ligamri, I'm not going to be chayiv at all. The question is why? Why don't I at the very least owe sa'irin? I was moita hoidah spadin kamei edem damadir, I owe you sir. If I would go over, proven goes over to Shimon and says, I owe you $100 worth of sa'irin. He owes him $100 worth of sa'irin. Even if we have no information whether he does or doesn't, there's no edem, it doesn't matter. That's the halacha of Aydas Batin Kamei Edim Dami. That's essentially what happened. It happened in response. It was a reaction to the Tviya of a Tevea. Who cares? So the Tevea said, You owe me Chitin. He said, No, I don't. I owe you Sairim. Let's isolate the Hoida on Sairim. Aydas Batin Kamei Edim Dami. Why shouldn't it be Chayf? So there's two Mahalchim of the Rishonim to explain why there's no Chayf Sairim. Rashi says that when the Tevea told the Nitva, You owe me Chitin, there's a Mechila on any thing else that he may owe him. Because if he had owed him Sa'irim as well, he would have been Teveh the Sa'irim. So from the fact that he was only Teveh Chitin, he wasn't Teveh Sa'irim, Rashi's lost is, Potter Afmid Me Sa'irim, Doha Omale Teveh Lav Sa'irim Yehaviloch, Va'achuli Mochel Gabe. The way it works is, it works with some sort of implied Mechila. The Rosh brings the beer a little bit differently. The Rush says that it's not mechila per se, but rather the way that it works is that included in the tviya of you omi chitin is a hoidas baldin kimeya edim dami that you don't omi sa'irin. So it's a little bit of a nuance, it's a subtlety, but it makes a difference in the lumbus. According to Rashi, it's working with the parish of Mechila. The Teveya, by not being Teveya Sairim, is being Meichel, any Chi of Sairim that there may be. According to Ra- the Rush, the lumbus is not Mechila, but it's Aydas Baldin Kimei Edem Dami. It's the Etzim parish of Aydas Baldin. That by me being Teveya Chit and not being it's as if there's some sort of Eidos Baldin that I don't know you say. Either way, that was Rabbi Bar Nosson's Chiddush, that 
I know from the Brisa Potter on the time of Chitan. So, for example, if I was a Moedah B'Miktsas, I won't have to swear the Shvur De Raisa. What Rabbi Barnasson was being Mechadish was Potter even on the Dmei You don't look at it as I do, but then Kamei Edim Dami says the Gemara. Now, we don't turn our Mishnah. Oh yeah, Nezachim Shnayim Echad Gadol VeEchad Katan, and we have a Sophic whether it was the Godel that was Mazik, or whether it was the cotton that was the Mazik. The Nizik said it was the Godel. So Mazik said that it was the cotton. So what was the Allah? The Nizik wants to collect from the Godel. He's going to have to bring a Raya. It sounds like from the Mishnah, that if he can't bring a Raya, at the very least, he's going to get what the Mazik is saying that he's entitled to, which is Chatsi Nezek from the cotton. What's the Gemara's Kasha? Am I Chitim V'Soyrin in? Or why don't you look at it as Tane Chitim V'Soyrin in? Or the Allah is Potter? Because when the Nizik told the Mazik, your Shor Godel was Mazik, included in that is either a Mechila, or a Das Padin Kamei Edem Dami on the Shor HaKotan being Mazik. So why, if he can't prove that it was the Godel, does he at the very least get what the... Mazik is saying, why don't we say that when he said Sharcha Gadol, included in that is a Tanechit of Ahidolai Besoyrim, there's either Mechilo Haidah that it's not the Sharcha Katan, so it's a Kasha Rabbi Barnas, and a Kasha from a Mishnah. So the Gemara says, no, it's not a good deal. Where do you see that in the Mishnah? The Mishnah, you see, I might make a very Oliver Rai, if the Nizik wants to get what he's saying, if he wants to collect from the Shor Gadol, if he wants to collect that, then he would have to bring a Rai. Let's say he can't bring a Rai, maybe he won't get anything. Maybe, in fact, he'll get nothing. That if he can't bring a raya, that it was the shor hagodol that was mazik, he does get from the shor hakotan. Oh, so you have mefurish that even if he can't prove it, he at least gets a shor. It's a zakasha and rabbi barnason. So the gemara says the toughest. You can always make him a kimta in the brice. So the brice is not talking about a regular case. The brice is talking about where the nizik already chapped it. Being that the nizik already chapped the shor hakotan at that point. Even though there is a svara of Potter, but once the Nizik grabs the Shar Hakatan, at that point, even if he can't prove that it was a Shar Hagadol, at the very least he'll be able to keep, at the very least he'll be able to keep the Shar Hakatan. The question is why does Tafas make it any different? There's a choice, you have to understand it based on the way Rashi explained. You have to understand it based on the way the Rosh explained it. But either way, take a look in the Rishonim and Achreinim for a little bit of a beer. White Fisa would make a difference. We to the Mishnah. What if the two Shvarim in question, one was a time, one was a Mood? Hanizik, I mean, the success of Mood. The Mood was the one that was Mazik. The Nizik is saying that the Mood was Mazik, the larger Shar, because he wants to get Nazik Sholim on the larger Shar. The Mazik is saying no. The Tam was Mazik, the larger Shal. I'm going to give you Chatsi Nezik on the larger one. I'm going to give you Nezik Sholem on the smaller one. So what's the halacha? Again, if the Nezik wants to collect more, it sounds like when the Mishnah Holder Meister, if you couldn't make a Raya, at least he's going to get what the Mazik said. Why is this not Tanechidim? Again, because when the Nezik said that the Muad was Mazik, the Godol implied in that is that the Tam was not Mazik the Godel. So how could he get what the Mazik is saying, which is that the Tam was Mazik the Godel and the Mood was Mazik the Koton, included in his Tviya is a Hoidaz Baldin or a Mechila on the Tain of the Mazik. So why does he even get that? And where says he right? He doesn't. Roy Litova Eloy. If he can't prove that he's right, he's going to end up getting nothing. But Tanya Freak to Gemara, but it's a Mufurisha Brice, I raise a Mishtalim, the Koton, and a Mood, Ulagodom, and a Tam. 
the Brisa that says that the Nizik would get what the Mazik is at least acknowledging is the Tafas. Again, once there's a Tfisa, there the Shulchan Aruch is going to be different. So that is this Gemara right here regarding Tanechit and Vaidulay B'Sayim. It's interesting that this is actually brought down in Shulchan Aruch. And it's contemporary halacha to a certain degree as well. Because perhaps the age-old case of Tanechitin in the literal sense is probably not something that happens on a daily basis, but if you take the concept and you plug it into a more contemporary case, it's actually something that's not so far-fetched from happening. I'll read to you a Loshen HaMechaber Reuven goes over to Shimon and says, I owe you $100. And Shimon says, No, you don't. You don't owe me anything. So that could happen. I do owe you. You don't owe me. Everybody's being a real nice guy. Everyone's feeling from. But the bottom line is, I'm positive I owe you money. You're telling me you don't owe me money. Do I have to give you anyways? Do I have a chiv to give it to you or not? Even though he, Ruvay, knows for sure that he owes him money, the halacha is, he's potter. Because we look at it as if Shimon was Michael. There's some sort of implied mechila, and as a result, even though I'm positive I owe you the money, it doesn't matter, I'm going to be part. It says the guy in the Bira girl, what's the makar? He says, I have two makaris, Bava Basar, Kuflam, and on the base, and Soif, Perik, Gimel, the Bava Kama. Our Gemara right here, that would be the makar, you see, from Tan Echit, the Vaidu Ebesoyrin, that if I'm Tevei Echitin, not Soyrin, there's a mechila, there's a dust, but then on the Soyrin, and even though I know for sure I owe you Soyrin. I was hoidulay b'sayrim. It doesn't matter. Your hoidah, your mechila would override, and the Allah is that I would not have to give you anything. I saw in the Mishpatei Teres in Simon Samach Talad, he talks about a case where somebody was accidentally receiving Social Security. And it was based on a mistake where the government thought he was older than he really was. So he sent them a letter and he told them that I'm really younger, I'm not entitled yet to Social Security. They weren't interested. They said no. In fact, he got on the phone, he spoke to somebody. The person said that they were concerned that maybe he was lying about his age because you know, he wanted to be younger, maybe for different benefits that he would get from being younger, not being older. The bottom line is he writes over there that the halacha is, you can't just speak to whoever it is that picks up the phone. You have to speak to your manager. You have to bring the shayla to the highest ranks that you possibly can. And if at that point you wrote them a letter, for example, to whom this may concern, but on a higher rank, and you still can't get them to come around, they're stubborn, they want to give it, so you take it, finish. Even though you know for sure that they're wrong and you're right, it's a halach and shulchan aruch. You don't have to give it to tzedakah, you can have enough from the money. It's a regular halach and shulchan aruch, you're allowed to keep the money. Yeah. <laughs> Without parole. But that's something that you're allowed to keep. That would be a little bit of a lochalamaisim. If the two shvarim in question, we're not sure which show was mazik, but they both belong to the same person. So then the Mishnah said, and it's straightforward. Shneim chayov. Shiloh was one. One was a gadol. One was a katan. One was a mood. One was a tam. So even though they belong to the same person, there is a shiloh. The rule always is hametzim mechaveri olaverayz. Amalei rava mi parzika liravashi shmamino. You see from the Mishnah shvarim tamim sheziku that if two shvarim tamim were mazik, rotsa mize goiva, rotsa mize goiva. If you want, you could be goiva from this one. If you want, you could be goiva from that. 
When Rashi says the Kiddush is that if one of the two Shvarim would get lost, the Allah is you can collect your entire Chatzin Ezek from one of the two Shvarim that were Masek. And where do you see that? Because the Mishnah said, Why Shneim Chayavim? Why is that so Pasha? So Ruvain has two Shvarim. They were both chasing Shimon Shar. One of them was Masek. We don't know which one. So being that they both belong to Ruvim, and one of Shach Ruvim owns Chazin, as a Ruvim is going to have to pay. So Gemara, one second, slow down. If we're talking about a Shartam, a Shartam is Mashal Migufay. So you actually have to know which one of the two Shvarim was Mazik to know who you're going to collect Migufay from. So Rav Prasika told Rav Ashi, you see from the Mishnah, that it doesn't matter that if two Shvarim were Mazik, at the very least, if they both were for sure Mazik, Ratzam Yizegoyva, Ratzam Yizegoyva. But he told him back, no, you have no right from the Mishnah. Who said the Mishnah is talking about two Shvarim Tamim? Maybe the Shvarim were Muadim. So the Mishnah says, even Muadim. If they're talking about Muadim, ain't the Sefer. Oh yeah, Chagadol Vachet Katan. The Sefer said, if one was a Gadol, one was a Katan. I didn't say Gadol Hizik. The Nizik said it was the Gadol that was Mazik. Hamazik, I'm a Leiki Elo Katan Hizik. Hamaitz Mechaberi Olav Raya. Even Muadim. And if we're talking about the two Shvarim, Muadim, my Nafkale Minay. What difference does it make if the Shvarim? Mazik was a godol, or the Shara Mazik was a cotton. So if saved made to Ramalu by the if the Shvarim were Muadin, then it doesn't matter. Talach is Nezak Shalim Mino Aliyah. Bishlam, if we're talking about Shvarim Tamin, so then it matters. Was it a godol, was it a cotton? Do you have Migufa or do you not have Migufa? But if we're talking about Muadin, then it makes no difference. So you see, clearly we're talking about Tamin. We're talking about Tamin, then why was it so passionate in the first case where the two Shvarim belonged to one person? <coughs> One was Mazik, we don't know which one, that you're for sure going to collect your Chatzin Nezek. Why are you for sure you're collecting your Chatzin Nezek? Amalese told him back, Sefer betamin v'reisha b'muadin. It could be that the Sefer is talking about Tamin, like you just proved, because otherwise it wouldn't matter if it's a Godel or a Katan. The Reisha, however, is talking about where they were both Muadin. Amalei Rav Acha Sabal Rav Ashi. Two dicta questions. I b'muadin. If the mission is talking about Muadin, Chayovin? Chayiv gavrami boyle. Chayovim sounds like there's a chiyuv on the shar. Shneim chayovim. The two shvarim are going to be chayiv. That makes sense if we're talking about a shar tam that pays chatzinezek mi because then the chiyuv moment is somehow associated with the shar hamazek. It's not so much a chayvas gavra as much as it's a chayvas Chefza on the shor itself. So, additionally, my shneim. The whole word shneim doesn't make sense. The point is chayev. The owner of the two shvarim is going to be chayev. Shneim sounds again like the chayev is somewhat related to the shor. That all makes sense with a shor tam. That's mishalem igufay. Ella says the gemara It's clear that not only the sefer. Of that case, but the ratio over there is talking about two Sharatamin as well. If so, does Ravami Parzika have a raya that Shvarim Tamim Sheiziku Ratzamizegoiva Ratzamizegoiva says the Gemara? No, because you can always say Rabbi Akiva. The mission is going according to Rabbi Akiva. Who's Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi Akiva that we had earlier in the parak who holds that the way Chatzi Nezik Migufay works is. Huchlat Hashar, not Yusham Hashar. We're going to see Rabbi Akiva Shita at length right in the beginning of the fourth parak momentarily. But it's Huchlat Hashar, it's not Yusham Hashar. And we look at the Nizik as a Shutif with the Mazik because of the fact that he's entitled to Chatzin Nezik. He's not merely a Balchayv like he is in Rabbi Yishmael's world. He's actually a full-fledged Shutif. At time of the Isnulitravayu and the Reason, according to Rabbi Akiva, the halacha is that 
Shneim Chayavim is because they're both around. But if they both wouldn't be around, he told them, As if to say that there would be a nafkamina in this halacha between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yishmael. And Enochinami, the mission is going according to Rabbi Akiva. And according to Rabbi Akiva, the halacha is you'd be able to collect for sure from one of them, but it's not a raya to this halacha if you did not hold like Rabbi Akiva. Either way, we'll see more about this momentarily in the new parak. Hadron halach hameniach. Just before we go weiter, before we go weiter, so we spoke about the halacha of Amitzimecha very all of Araya, which is one of the themes that underpins the entire Seyed and Ezekin. So it came up, it's a whole Mishnah here on Daflam and Hey, it's a whole Daf Gemara here at the end of the parak. So it's worth just speaking out to Yisoydis regarding the halacha of Amoytze Mechaveri Olivariah. The first, what's the makar to the halacha of Amoytze Mechaveri Olivariah? So it's interesting, there's a Rashi in Perik Hanazokin, right in the beginning of the fifth Perik of Mesechtes Getin, Daf Memches Amadez. Rashi says, Amoytze Mechaveri Olivariah, Doiraisahi. It's a dinda iraisa, and Rashi says it's learned out from a passage of the Torah. The Baba Kama, Daf Memvav, Amadez, Mid Baldvarim, Yigashaleim, Yagishrayaleim. Rashi has a passage that it's learned out from. It's Xerus Akosov that if you have a Sophic moment, Hamoitzim Echaveroi, all of Harai. Freak the Pneshua right here in Gitten, Daf Memchesam Amadez, and the Pneshua asks the same exact Kasha in Baba Kama, Daf Memvav, Amadez. And this Pneshua is a very important Yisoid that Rashi quoted Ogemara, Baba Kama, Daf that's the good news. The bad news is Rashi quoted the Havamina of the Gemara. But there's a Maskana in that very Gemara right there. Meaning, if you look at the Gemara there, the Gemara asks the Kasha, how do you know that the Gemara right away brings the Pasek? The Pasek that Rashi quoted. But there's a second part to this Gemara. What do we need a Pasek for? Isn't it a Svara? So the Gemara says, you're right, it's really learned out of a svara. The Pasik, the Pasik is coming to teach me something else. Afraid to play Yeshua. Rashi was a Toybit Var Mishnah. Rashi, Gitin, Memchesam and Bez, is discussing the Makarta Moitzim Mechaveri Olavariah, and Rashi brings the Havamina of the Gemara in Bavakam and Vavam and Bez. Doesn't make any sense. You don't bring the Havamina of the Gemara. You bring the Maskana of the Gemara. Says the Pnei Yeshua, Dover Nifla. He says there's two very important Machloikis and Enshas as it relates to a Suffolk moment. One is, Bari Veshema, Bari Yadif, or Bari Veshema La Bari Ruby goes up to Shimon, and Ruby tells him, you owe me a hundred dollars. Shimon says, maybe, could be, I'm not sure. He's a Shema. So it's a Machloikis and Shas. Whether Bari Veshema, Bari Yadif, or Bari Veshema La Bari Yadif. Another important Machloikis, when it comes to a Suffolk moment, is, Holchem B'Momen Achareif, or Ein Holchem B'Momen Achareif. Ruby goes up to Shimon and says, you owe me a hundred dollars. Shimon says, prove it. Ruby says, I have a Roiv, and based on the concept of Roiv, he's able to prove that Shimon owes him a hundred dollars. Can you use Roiv as a contributing factor to be Moitzi Maman? Or Enoch Maman Acharoiv? Again, it's a Machoikis and Shas. Says the Pnei Yeshua, this that the Gemara said about the Kalim and Vavam and Beis, that a Moitzi Mechaveri Olavaraya is a Svara, and I don't need the Pasuk of Mibaldvarim Yigashaleim, because Lomali Kra Svarahu, that was all true if you hold Bori Veshema Bori Adif, and you hold Helchim Maman Acharoiv. What's the Svara? So make the cheshman. If you hold bari v'shem or bari yadav, that means that if I want to be today a mammon with a tainas bari, I could. Which means that the only time I can't be moitzi mammon is if all I have is a tainas shem. That means the whole halach of a moitzi mechaveri olive is only negeya if the teveh is a shem. 
Because if the Teveya is a Bari, then Bari Vishama Bari Yadav, you'll be able to collect. It's only when the Teveya himself is a Shema, we have a Suffolk moment, then the Allah is Hamoitzim Mechavar Olavaraya, says the Pnei Yeshua. The fact that we say Hamoitzim Mechavar Olavaraya, when the Teveya doesn't even know, that's Pashat, for that I don't need a Pashat. If you would hold, says the Pnei Yeshua, Holcha the Maman that would mean, if I came with a Tainas Roiv, I'd be able to be Hamoitzim up. Meaning, when do you say then Hamoitzim Mechavari Olavaraya? Only if the Teveya doesn't have a Taina of Roiv. If I don't have a Taina of Roiv, so then Hamoitzim Mechavari Olavaraya. So you're saying, when Hamoitzim Mechavari Olavaraya, when the Teveya is a Shema, and he doesn't even have Roiv. He's a Shema, he doesn't have Roiv. Hamoitzim Mechavari Olavaraya, Lomali Krosforu. Abazok the Pnei Yeshua, Lafio Emes, that we paskin, that Bari Veshema, Lav Bari Yadif, and we paskin, Ein Holcha Vemamanachar Roiv, that means if you come with a Tainas Bari, you can't be Tevea with a Tainas Bari. And if you come with a Roiv, you can't be Moitzi from a Muxik with a Roiv. That means that the Loch of a Moitzi Mechavea of trumps the Tainas Bari of a Tevea, and it trumps Roiv. That means I could come with a Bari and a Roiv, it doesn't matter. A Moitzi Mechavea of Oh, that says the Pnei Yeshua, that's the Shonish Kain Svara. Mechitesi. How do you know a Moitzi Mechavea of How do you know Muxi Cheskis Momin is more, it overrides Roiv and Bari? For that already, I would need a posseg. So it says the Pnei Yeshua, it's true. There's a sugya mefuresh, it's bavakamim and bavamadez, where the Gemara says that lomali cross varuhu. But that all says the Pnei Yeshua was according to the mandama that holds bari v'shem of bari yadif, and according to the mandama that holds hulchem v'mam anachayroid. Oh, but doesn't the emes. The emes is bari v'shem lav bari yadif. And the emes is ain hulchem v'mam anachayroid. If that's true, that you, means you see an alimus in the koyach of cheskes moment, that it's other from bari it's all there from Roiv. That already I wouldn't know me. Svara, for that I need a Pasek. Rashi and Gittin, then Chesam and bringing the Emes. The Emes is that we pass in Bari V'Shem Allah Bari We pass in Rav Roiv. And as a result, it's in fact not a Svara. It's going to be a Pasek. That's the first story. The second story is something we spoke at not so long ago. And that is the Achreinim's Kasha. That every single time you have a Sophic moment... Why do you say Why don't you say that it's a Suffolk Issa? Because if I'm holding your money, I'm a Gazlin. And if I'm a Gazlin, I'm over Sigzal. So just like if I have a Suffolk, if this is Nevela or not, you don't eat it. So if I have a Suffolk, if this is my money or not, why don't you say Cheskis Mamin? Or why do you say Cheskis Mamin? Why don't you say it's a Suffolk, this might be Gzela? Gzela is very common. So if it's Gzela, I should have to throw it. Maybe I don't have to give it to you, because for you, you're also going to be a Suffolk Gazan. But at the very least, why do I have a right to keep it? Why don't we say that it's a Suffolk Loy Sigzal? Every Suffolk Mamin has its own Shulchan Aruch. What's the Shulchan Aruch? We had Sumchis, Mamin, Amut, Basafik, Chelkin. Why is it a separate Shulchan Aruch? Every Suffolk Mamin is a Suffolk Isser. And if Suffolk Isser, you have to go to Chumr, you have to be worried about the Tzad Isser, then why are you not worried? Worried about the Tzad Israel over here. That is the Achreinim's Kasha. So we spoke at once, the Chsam Soifer and the Tshuva, where the Chsam Soifer says a Dovernif, it's a big Chiddish, and it's Veruyin Advarim and Misha Amram, but he says it based on a Gemara in the end of the Mesech, the very last Daf, in Mesech, this Bavakama, Daf Kufi Tesem, and Alf, the Gemara over there is discussing a Moiser. So if somebody's a Moiser, you'll have to kill him. You can do anything to a Moiser, except for take his money. That is the opinion of one of the Amiram. It's a pella at first, guys. You can kill him to put a bullet in his head, but you can't take his money. The Gemara says, yeah, you know why? Because if you're going to take his money, it's going to affect his children. It's possible that this person's going to have good children, and the good children are going to lose out because of 
the Averis of the father. So we have no problem punishing the father. We'll even kill him. But to take money away from his children that are sitting and learning, that's not something we're willing to do. Says the Chassam Soifer, he believes that's the reason every Suffolk moment, you go nitva. The Kasha is, isn't it a Suffolk Yisr? Maybe the father's being Gavile Sigzal, and a Hanami. It's a Suffolk, maybe the father's being Gavile Sigzal. But when the father dies, if we took the money away from the father, the children are going to lose out. Now, the children, because they're not the ones that stole it. So, misophic, to take away money from the children, that says the Chassam Soifer, we're not willing to do. Meaning, even though based on the regular halach and shulchan aruch, you should say suffolk, isol chumra, we should take it away. But Dilma Havileb Dinda Maili overrides the halach of suffolk, isol chumra, just like it overrides the halachas of Moiser in Bavat Kama, that Kufya Tesem and Aleph. On that note, we begin the next parak, which, as mentioned, is not a new topic. It's a continuation of the halachas of Sharshanogach as the name of the parak implies, and we're going to jump right back in to the Machloikis, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Akiva, with Allah's at a short time is Mishalem Chatzin Nezek. It's Mishalem Chatzin Nezek me Gufoy, and as far as the lumbness of how you look at me Gufoy, do you look at it as Yusham Hashar, which was Rabbi Shmuel Shita, that the Nizek is merely treated as a Machloif, or do you look at it as Huchla Tashar, they're actually Shutman, the Mayna Afgimina, number one. Could the mazik give the nizik mamoin? Could it give him money instead of giving him the actual shot? Hikdishoy nizik ikibenayo. That was the Gemara in Perakaminiach. We showed him said, Machroy nizik ikibenayo as well. What if the mazik was makdishid or the mazik sold it? We're going to see now in today's daf another nafkimin as well. Either way, some geribina Gemara right here. Perik Shoshanogach begins with a bang. Zok the Mishnah in a hard way. Shoshanogach above the Mishnah, a shor, shtoist, four or five, shvarim, zecharzeh, one after the other. The aloche is, the shor is a tam. Shor tam pays chatzinazek. So this shor tam shtoist, four and five different shvarim. Now the first question before we even see the aloche of the Mishnah, how's it possible? Once it shtoists four or five times, so uh, it's not a time anymore. At that point, it's a mu'at. So Rashi says it has to be talking about a case where it shtoists in a pattern that wouldn't establish it as a mu'at. It was mazik b'seirugin, and it's really based on a mishnah in tomorrow's daf on daf lamed zayin So not every time that a shor shtoises three or four times, for example, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it would have to be three times in three days. What if it shtoises six times in one day? So it could, it's possible to have shor shanogach arbav chamisha and still be a shor time. But even according to a mayor, we'll see already in tomorrow's daf exactly how this is possible. So shor shanogach arbav chamisha shmarm zayachazeh yeshalim la'achrin shabahem. So the loch is that a shor time only pays chazinezek. So at some point you're going to run out. So if the shara mazik was worth 200 zuzin and it shtoys five different shvarim and it caused $100 worth of damage to each shara that it shtoys, so it's worth 200 zuzin and it caused 500 zuzin worth of damage. So not everyone's going to get paid. So the question is, how do you work it? So the aloch is the last one that was damaged is the one that collects first. Yishalim la'achrin shabahem. So the fifth shara's Owner comes to collect first, then the fourth, then the third, then the second. There's going to be leftovers. The rule is that the last person is the one that collects first. The more will explain to you this. says, no, the methodology is different. And the veil is worth nothing, meaning there was 200 zoos worth of damage, which means that the short time has to pay 100 zoos. So the halacha is that the mazik keeps 100 zoos. 
but the nizik gets a hundred zos. That's the halach of chatzi nizik. What if this shor now shtoist another shor? So this is the second of the four or five shvarim. It's shtoist now shor number two, which was also worth masayim. And the hezik again was a hundred zos. So the, the chatzi nizik is a hundred zos. So the halach is the The owner of the second shor that was damaged is going to collect the full chatzi nizik. and the person that was damaged first, the owner of shard number one that was damaged, is going to collect 50. And the original owner is going to get the Gemara is going to say that Rabbi Shimon in this Mishnah is going Bashitas Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva holds that a short time that pays Chatzin Nezek, the Nizek is treated as a Shutif together with the Mazek. Being that he's treated as a Shutif, he now is obligated to watch the short time, just like the original owner was obligated to watch the short time. It's for that reason, if the short time, Shtoises for the second time, not only is the original owner of the short time going to bear some of the responsibility, but the original Nizik, the owner of the first shor that was damaged, is now sharing in the responsibility because they're shutfin. And if they're shutfin, they're shutfin. Just like he could be makdashit, just like he could sell it, just like if there's shvach or a pras, he could shear in the profits and the losses. It's for that reason, if it now goes and is mazik, he's going to bear some of the responsibility. So again, you had a shor that was mazik, another shor. That Allah is the owner of the shah has to pay Khatzinezik. If the show is now Mazik a second time, there are two people that are responsible: the original owner and the owner of the shah that was Nizik. It's for that reason that he now loses out a little bit because he now is Akhroy to pay. So the second shah that was damaged gets a full Khatzinezik, and as it relates to the First Chatzin Ezek, it now gets divided pro rata between these two partners. What if it was Chazav and Nogach? What if it's Shtois now a third Shar? So now there's three Shutfim in the Shar. You have the original owner, the first owner of the Shar that was Genizikt, and the second owner of the Shar that was, or the owner of the second Shar that was Genizikt. So then the Allah is Chazak Venogach, Shar Achar, Mono, the owner of the Third shor that was damaged is going to collect the full mono. Vishalafonov, Chamishim, Zuz, Vishnaim, Arishanim, and the first two, Dinarzov, which is 25 Zuz, because again, you have to work it out pro rata. So we have a machlekis here, Rameir and Rabshimin, how you treat the shor time that was mazik, four or five shvarim. According to Rameir, Achrin, Achrin, Nisker. The last person gets his Chatzinezik, whatever's left, you go to the one before, whatever's left, you go to the one before. Much simpler, albeit. A chiddush, but at least the, the formula is very simple. According to Reb Shimon, it's a little bit more complicated. According to Reb Shimon, the last person is always going to get the full chatzin ezek, and the one before that, you're going to have to divide it pro rata based on the formula mentioned in the Mishnah. Zok to Gemara, Masisamani. Who is the Tana of the Mishnah? At least the Tana of the Tanakam of the Mishnah, which is Rameir. To like Rabbi Shmuel, to like Rabbi Kiva. It doesn't make sense, Rabbi Shmuel. It doesn't make sense, Rabbi Kiva. Ik Rabbi Shmuel, if it's going to Rabbi Shmuel, that holds Yushim Ashar, that the way we always look at the owners of the Shartam as if they're Bali Chavis of the Shartam. Hai Achrin, Achrin, Niska, Rishin, Rishin, Niska, Mibayle. If I owe someone, or if I owe five people money, and they're all coming to collect, who collects first? The one that 
I borrowed money from first, he's the one that's going to collect first. So the equivalent then in this case would be that the one that was the nizik first is the one that should collect first. So what does the Mishnah say? Achrin, achrin, niska, rishin, rishin, niska, bibayle, and ik Rabbi Akiva, and if Rameh holds like Rabbi Akiva, the Amar, who said, that it's not Yushem Ashar, we don't look at him as a Balchayv, we look at him as a Shotev, Hayesh by Moiser, Yachso Shalafanov, Mekula Mibayle, what should the Halacha be? Not give it to the last person, and whatever's left, give to the person before. You have to take into consideration that the second time that the Shar is Mazik, the first Nizik is already somewhat responsible for the Hezik that took place. So what should be the Halacha? The way Reb Shimon explained in the Mishnah. That should be the Halacha. The Nizik now has to bear some of the responsibility. So then why did Reb Meir say, Achrin, Achrin, Nizkar? Well, if he feels like Reb Yishmael, Rishon, Rishon, Nizkar. And if he feels like Reb Yekiva, then he should have said what Reb Shimon said. Reb Shimon's formula was all based on Shittas Rabbi Akiva. Amarava, Zerava said, Lo'olam, really holds like Rabbi Shmuel, Dama who holds that the Shvarim are really treated as Balei Chavis, because that's always the way you look at a Shor Tap. Ooh, the Kasha, what was the Kasha? Achrin, Achrin, Niska. Rishin, Rishin, is given by the wise. Achrin, Achrin, should there be Rishin, Rishin? Achrin, Maeskin, we have to make it a Kimta, Kigonshin, Hafsay, Nizik, Ligvay, Seymenu, Venas, Al Kishay, Mesachet. It's talking about where the Nizik grabbed, the Nizik was Toyface, the Shor. So that even though, according to Rabbi Shmuel, He's, the nizik is merely about chayv, but once he grabs it, now he is going to be a responsibility for any hezek that's going to take place. And it's based on a Gemara in Perish Shor Shonogach Esha Paro, where the halacha is that if you're a shaymer, let's say Reuven gives Shimon a pakadim, watch my shor, and now the shor damages. So who's considered the bala shor with regards to chatzin nezek and nezek shalim? It's the shaymer. The shaymer's response it doesn't matter if he's a shaymer chinam, if he's a shaymer sachor, if he's a shayl, that's the halacha. Now that this nizik was face. The Shartam, he's treated like a Shomer, right? The Gemara says Shomer Sacha, but it's really Labdafka Shomer Sacha. He's treated like a Shomer, and once he's treated like a Shomer, now he repairs some of the responsibility. Oh, he repairs some of the responsibility, so now you have to look at him a little bit like a Shutif. It's for that reason that you don't say Rishon Rishon Nisker. Had he not been Toifis, so all he is is a Nizik, certainly he would come first. He's like the Balchayv Rishon, that's Kaiv Rishon. But now he's not just merely a Balchayv Rishon, he's actually a responsible party. Why? Because of his Tfisa, he now became a Shomer. It's for that reason, that the halacha is that achrin achrin niska, but the Gemara's kash is ihochi. If so, if it's talking about where he's actually responsible, yesh by moisa yachsa shalafonov yachsa lebaylam iboyle. Then how come if there's left over after you pay the chatzin nizik, whatever's left of the shor, you give to this first nizik? Bishlam, if the nizik was an innocent bystander, then at least it can make sense. But if the nizik is actually responsible, he is the poishaya. He is the one that's achroi, so there's no reason anything left over should go to him. He should be done. Anything left over should go to the Bailim, because he now became a Mokim the Bailim, as far as the Chiv Shmira goes, and anything left over should go back to the original Bailim. Am Ravina, Ravina said, Hachitani. This is how you have to understand the Mishnah. Nadam Yeshboi Moiser, if there's anything left over after you pay the Chatzin Nezek, you give it to the Nezek. That doesn't make any sense. But rather, Yachser Lishelifot. What it means is, is that if there's anything left over, meaning if there's a difference between the chatzin nezek that the second nizik is getting and the chatzin nezek that the first nizik was entitled to, that difference is going to go to the nizik rishon. So for example, if the original chatzin nezek was $100 and then the nizik grabbed it because he owes $100, he's owed $100, he 
was tofas. And now the shard damaged again. And the second chatzinezek is only $50. So the $50, that responsibility is to the nezekrishim. Because once he's tofas, he's like a shomer, he becomes b'makam nebailam, he is the responsibility of the shmira. So he's going to be the one that's going to have to pay. But he only has to pay $50. There's still 50 zuz of value inside the shard that technically he was entitled to. Because he was still a nizik from the previous. And that $50 he's going to get. So it's not if there's anything left over in the value of the shore. But if there's something left over in terms of what his original rights to were for Chatzin Nezik versus the Chatzin Nezik that he's now responsible to give to the Nizik Sheni, that difference is what he's going to get. Says the Gemara, V'chein ki yasa rovin, amr rabbi yechanan, rovin came in the name of rabbi yechanan, and he said, regarding this shvera mishnah, rameyo shit in the mishnah, where rameyo said, shor shanagach talud vehei, achrin achrin niskar, which at first glance doesn't seem to work, not with rabbi shmol, not with rabbi yakiva, he explained it, mishum pshia shaymrim nagubah, it's talking about whether it was a what does that mean? Interpretation. It means that the Nizik was Toyface. Once he's Toyface, he now becomes the responsible party. And it's for that reason that he loses out. Achrin, achrin, niskar. If there's anything left over, meaning there's a difference between the Chatzin Nezik that he was entitled to and the Chatzin Nezik he has to pay, that's what the Mishnah says. Yachso l'shalofonov. That's something that he's going to be entitled to get. Either way, says on Rabbi Kimta, Rabbi Shmuel. We just explained the Mishnah like Rabbi Shmuel. We started off, we had no idea how to understand this Mishnah. It doesn't work with Rabbi Shmuel, it doesn't work with Rabbi Akiva. If it's Rabbi Shmuel, then... Rishon, Rishon is going to be And if it's Rabbi Akiva, he's a Shutif. Then it's, the whole methodology is off. This was Rav Shimon's Halach in the Mishnah. And we explained when we learned the Mishnah, Aslan Rabbi Akiva. The Mishnah is going like Rabbi Akiva, the Amaturi, the Shutfu. That he's a Shutif, and it's for that reason that he's now responsible for the Hezek pro rata based on whatever percentage of ownership he has in this shark. What's the problem? The ratio is Rabbi Shmuel. The safe is Rabbi Akiva, Reisha Rabbi Shmuel, or Safe Rabbi Akiva. Now, first clients will tell me what's the big deal. You know, Reisha Rabbi Shmuel, or Safe Rabbi Akiva, the Gemara asks this Kasha throughout Shas. But that's always when you have a Mishnah, and there are no names in the Mishnah. So, the ratio of the Mishnah is one tana, the Sefer of the Mishnah is another tana. That's schwer. Over here, it doesn't seem to be so schwer. The ratio is Rameyer, and the Sefer is Rabbi Shimon. Senachanami. You see, there's a machlekes in the Mishnah. Maybe Rameyer holds like Rabbi Shmuel, and that's why he holds Achrin Achrin Niska. And the Sefer, Rabbi Shimon, holds like Rabbi Akiva. But the Gemara held that the machlekes, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Akiva, was such a renowned machlekes, and it permeates so many sugis and shas, it's not mashma that that is good for the machlekes Rameyer. That's already Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Akiva's. Machloikis. Rameya was a Talmud of Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Akiva. It's not Mashmah that this is what they're arguing over here. So it doesn't sound like that's Machloikis. Either they both hold like Rabbi Shmuel and they both hold like Rabbi Akiva. That's at least the Gemara's Kasha. Frank, the Gemara, there's no way to do it because the only way we understand Rameya is if he holds like Rabbi Shmuel. The only way we understand Rabbi Shimon is if he holds like Rabbi Akiva. It's Frank, the Gemara, Reisha, Rabbi Shmuel, the Sefer, Rabbi Akiva. So the Gemara says, Amri in, the Amalek Shmuel, Rabbi Yehuda, Shmuel, Rabbi Yehuda, Shinina, Sharp one. Shmuel and Shas, we find, used to refer to Rabbi Yehuda, not always, but sometimes, as Shinina, Shvaik Masnisen, the Sabas Rois. Apparently, Rabbi Yehuda was trying to make the Mishnah work either like Rabbi Shmuel or like Rabbi Akiva. He told him, Stop. Reisha Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Akiva, keep it simple. That is the Allah. I was just thinking that, you know, you find sometimes Shmuel referred to Rabbi Yehuda as Shinina. What's the Pshat? It could be the context actually matters. 
And the context over here is, you have a Mishnah, which at first glance is very difficult to reconcile like one Tana. So it could be Rabbi Yehuda was a big Charef. He was Shinano. He was the Rabbah Ber of his generation. So he was trying to make it work. He was going to make it that either the whole Mishnah is Rabbi Shmuel or the whole Mishnah is Rabbi Asa. So Amalei Shmuel, Rabbi Shinano. Sharif, the Bista Charef. You're probably going to be it, but... Trust me, it's very simple. This is not time to darshan any lumdis or any super lumdis, but rather, Rasha Rabbi Shmuel, the Sefer Rabbi Akiva.